Are you struggling with just staying on top of everything? Do you feel like between school and work and your social life, maybe you're an athlete, I mean, everything's just kind of like a big mountain of stuff falling down on you all the time? Well, that's what we're gonna talk about on this episode of College on Fleek, how to stay on top of everything. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G, and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman. This is College on Fleek. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. One of the things that is so challenging in college is that you have all of your classes and it seems like every professor thinks that mine is the only class you're in and you probably have four or five classes that you're taking and each professor is just loading you down. You may be working, you might be in some organizations or a sorority or a fraternity. Maybe you have some family obligations and you really just wanna have a social life and have friends and go out. Maybe you're in a relationship and that's gonna take some time and energy. Maybe you're an athlete and it can just really feel overwhelming and that's where a lot of students start to get into fighting fires where everything is just waiting until the very last minute and you always feel like you're just barely scraping by. That increases your stress levels and when you're stressed out like that, it's really hard to stay focused and it's very hard to be motivated. So today we're gonna to talk to you about four things that are gonna help you stay on top. Number one, you have to have a plan. You have got to be a planner. And that means planning out your semester, planning out your month, your week, your day. Because if you don't have a plan and you're just winging it, then you're not going to be productive and you're not going to get the things done that you need to get done. Now, I have a lot of tools that, that I'll share with you on College on Fleek. You might have a planner, I have a grid that I'll share with students that's really just Monday through Sunday and it's by hour, but you can use a planner for that. You can print anything off the internet for free. You can go and get a planner at a dollar store at, or at Walmart or Target for like six or seven bucks, but you're going to need to plan out what you're going to do. Nothing is ever gonna happen just because you just happen to fall into it. Anything that is worth doing, you're going to need to plan for it. And the truth is, if it's not on our calendar, it doesn't get done. I mean, think about this. If you have an appointment with your doctor, you go. That's a set appointment that you have. But if it's just, well, swing by and we're gonna do some blood work for you. You don't need an appointment, just swing by the lab sometime. If you don't make a point to do that, you just won't get it done. And so having a plan is critically important for you to be able to stay on top of things. When you have a plan, it's really hard for things to catch you by surprise. And how do you know what you should be doing every day and what you should be working on if you don't have a plan? If you don't have a plan, then you're just fighting fires, and that means you're on everybody else's deadline. So as a teacher, if I give you an assignment and it's due in a week, well, if I give it to you today, you have the choice when you wanna get it done and how well you wanna do on it. 
If you just wait until the night before, you don't have options. You just have to crank out the best that you can. There's no opportunity for you to go to a writing center and get help, a tutoring center, you can't get help from me. Because if you're waiting until the night before, you've run down the clock. So you have to have a plan. Number two, I always say the plan is like a recipe, but if you don't actually bake the cupcakes, you will never get to eat them. And so yeah, having the plan is important, but executing the plan is so critical if you don't actually do the work. And that's a big part of it. One of my students was telling me that his math teacher in a week will usually assign between 65 and 75 math problems. Well, he had been waiting until the night before to try to do them, and that's impossible. It's overwhelming because even if you're great at math, 75 math problems the night before they're due, nobody wants to do that. Your brain can't even focus for that long. So what he started doing was, as soon as he would get the math problems, he would divide them up, and I think he ended up needing to do maybe 15 or 20 a day. And he said, I can deal with 20 math problems in a day. And that gave him time that as he was working through the problems, he could go to the tutoring center, or he could go to his professor if he was having any difficulty. But it wouldn't stress him out because he was able to get the work done because he had a plan and he was able to just sort of chunk it down and do a part each day. I mean, what would you rather do? Sit down and write a five page paper all night long or would you rather write a paragraph a day? Well, if you're smart, you said, I'd rather write a paragraph a day because that's much more manageable. Again, you would have time to maybe go to your professor, have your professor look at it to make sure you're on the right track, take it to the writing center, have them look over it and make suggestions. And then you're not up all night stressing yourself out writing this paper that's supposed to be five pages long or whatever, and maybe you get a C on it. It would be better if you have a plan and then execute the plan, get stuff done. I'm gonna tell you, most students that I work with have a lot more time on their hands than what they realize. And when I ask them to start tracking, one of the first things I'll do if I'm coaching someone, I won't ask them to change anything. I'll say, just for this week, just make a note. Like if you sat and played video games for four and a half hours, just make a note of it. If you were on your phone on Instagram and Snapchat, you know, make, make a note, keep a track of that. And a lot of phones have uh, a screen time option where you can see where were you spending time. If you were watching, binge watching Netflix two nights during the week, make a note of that. And what that allows us to do is to see where are you spending your time. And I'm not gonna necessarily tell you no more video games or no more Snapchat, but what I might say is, how about if you got your work done and then you watched one episode of your show? Or like, work on your math problems, watch one episode. Then work on your English paper, watch another episode. But actually getting your work done is critical because if you're not getting the work done, you're not staying on top of things. Number three, you have to stay energized and stay focused. Now, it can be hard to stay energized in college, especially if you have to work. I know a lot of my students work and they might not get off until 1 or 2 a.m. And then if they have classes at 9 o'clock in the morning, I mean, that's a lot. You can't just usually come home and go right to bed. You need some time to kind of like transition and chill out a little bit and decompress. 
but staying energized can really be a challenge. That is where you've got to be fueling yourself correctly. I know a lot of students will take medication, either that is prescribed to them or not. Um, I've, I know students will take things like Adderall and they'll misuse these drugs that are prescription drugs. Of course, some people are using street drugs, um, maybe caffeine even. And the problem with those sources of fuel is that they are not healthy and there is a toll that you're paying in terms of your body. So when you're just surviving even with something as seemingly harmless as caffeine, and listen, I'm a coffee drinker. I'll usually have one cup of coffee in the morning and a cup of tea in the afternoon frequently. So I'm not gonna tell you not, no caffeine, but any type of stimulant is going to frequently stimulate your adrenal glands to produce adrenaline. And adrenaline is a stress hormone. And when your body kicks out adrenaline, then it kicks out cortisol to try to dampen down the inflammation that the adrenaline causes. So that's part of why when you are fueling with any type of a, a caffeine or any type of an upper, you'll have that crash because eventually your adrenals can't crank out any more adrenaline and then you start to crash. Now I'm not gonna tell you to give up your coffee, but what I am gonna tell you is if you're gonna drink caffeine or you're going to use stimulants, then just be aware that that is taking a toll on your body. One of the things that will help you focus more than anything is water. Many times when we think we're hungry or we have a headache or we just can't focus on something, it's because we're dehydrated. So make sure you're drinking enough water. Number four, you're not gonna like this one. There are two types of people in the world, early birds and night owls. And frequently, it is true that the early bird gets the worm. Now you might be saying, well, I don't want a worm. But remember, a bird wants a worm. So while you don't want a worm, what you probably do want is good grades, or you wanna feel good, maybe you wanna look good, and you wanna have the energy and the time to enjoy your life. You might naturally be more of a night owl, and how you know this is, let's say maybe during summer vacation when you're not having to get up at a certain time, you can get a feel for what is your natural biorhythm. Like, do you tend to be more focused and energized when you get up in the morning, or do you tend to be more focused and energized at night? For me personally, I'm more of an early bird, and I always have been, even in college. I hated afternoon and night classes in college. It was really hard for me to focus, but I loved to take morning classes because I was really clear and sharp. Even today, I prefer to teach morning classes and I tend to get most of my work done before 5 p.m. because that's when I'm really sharp and energized. And then I save kind of mindless tasks like filing or editing video. I'll do that stuff in the late afternoon or evening because I'm really not as sharp and energized. If you find that naturally you're just more energetic and more focused at night, okay, then you're a night owl. But I'm just gonna tell you that when you're dealing with other people, let's say your professors, for example, well, if you're a night owl and you're not gonna start working on something until 10 p.m. and you send me an email, 
I'm not going to respond to that email until probably nine o'clock the next morning. So you can email me, but I'm not going to respond for help. And if I've had students who will email me at nine or 10 p.m. the night before an assignment is due with a question, and I don't hit them back until 9 a.m., like 30 minutes before it's due. Sorry. I'm not going to be in my office at 6 p.m. when you get up from your three-hour nap. I know at the school where I teach, Francis Marion University, our tutoring center and our writing centers usually close around 5 p.m. They actually close earlier than that on Fridays, but Monday through Thursday they'll close around 5. So what I see a lot of my students do is they get out of class at let's say 2 and then they go and they take a four-hour nap. So they wake up at 6 p.m. Well, everything's closed. You're not going to get any help. So transitioning to where you're more of a morning person allows you to be more productive. There are more people available to help you, and you'll get more work done. When I've been coaching students and they're willing to stop taking a nap during the day, they're amazed at how much they can get done. And the truth is that you're probably not really getting a lot of work done at night. You're probably hanging out with your friends and having a good time, which there's nothing wrong with that. But what would be better is you could use the daylight hours to get your work done and then at night hang out with your friends and have a good time and not be stressed out about it. Now, everything that I'm telling you about how to stay on top is actually part of our College on Fleek Hack Pack series. And if you go to collegeonfleek.com, well, first of all, check out the Study Smart Toolkit because we can email that to you immediately. That is the three-step study system that I created for myself when I was in college because I had terrible test anxiety. And it has literally helped thousands of students over the years. And I've seen them go from Fs to As on the very next exam. Now, I mean, I can't guarantee what your results are gonna be, but my experience has been that when you do what I teach you to do in that Study Smart Toolkit, number one, you can spend less time studying, and number two, your grades go up. So I don't know how it would get any better than that. But when you go to collegeonfleek.com, check out our hack packs. We have three of them right now. What I'm teaching you today is coming from hack pack number two. Now, I love hacks and tips and tricks, like show me some shortcuts. How can I get some stuff done? And the hack packs were created with a student of mine at the time. She was a senior in college, a good student, and we created these hack packs together. And the great thing about the hack packs is here I'm telling you what to do, but in the hack packs we really go deep and we show you how to do this stuff. So how do you make a plan? How do you become an early bird? How do you have more energy and more focus? And that's what the hack packs do. We've got video training in there, we have checklists that you can go through. We have a troubleshooting guide. We have a Q&A session with me and my student. And the hack packs are really beneficial to you because you have the perspective of a good student who at the time that we filmed that was a senior. And so she had already been through everything that you're probably going through right now. And you can get her perspective as a successful senior in college. And then I'm giving you my perspective as a professor. So you will know like, what do your professors think? What do your professors want? So it's like you're getting this cheat sheet of how to be successful 
from a student who's already been where you are and how to be successful from your professor's point of view. I mean, duh, get the hack pack. So go to collegeonfleek.com and check out that hack pack. It's hack pack number two. College on Fleek is a dialogue, not a monologue. And I wanna hear from you. What are you struggling with or what do you need help with? This is your tribe right here. So we wanna help each other and be here for you. And this is a place where you can really find those hacks and tips and resources. You can always connect with us at collegeonfleek.com. We have a lot of great resources for you there as well. And make sure you join us next week right here on College on Fleek.